Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I am joined, as always, by Derek Nickel. What's up, Derek? What's going on, man? Not much, not much. Um, we are preparing f- to go to the holidays. Uh, this uh, this will probably be the last episode of this year, and uh, we'll see everybody back on the other side of the year. But it's been uh, it's been a good year, man. Thanks for thanks for being a part of it. Well, of course, man. It's been you know when you asked me to kind of come on permanently, I was super excited to do it, and it's been mm-hmm. honestly over the last year has just been a really really fun ride. I look forward to the, doing mm-hmm. this every single week. So. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's fun. Um, I'm excited to uh, to do do this all over again next year, and then uh, let's. See. I'm and, excited uh, to see what kind of crazy news we get for next year. <laughs> I know it's gonna be. I think next year is gonna be a crazy year. Uh, I had a realization um, uh, the other day that like we are basically 2020. All the movies in 2022 are basically like the last crop of movies that were made in and around COVID. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what the new crop of movies on the other side of that looks like in 2023. The so. post-COVID vibe for films? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me too. <laughs> exactly. Because um, this was, a, I think, a pretty slow winter, um, and I think COVID probably had a lot to do with that um, in terms of movies and stuff like that. But yeah, um, yeah I'm super excited. Uh, yeah, I, we don't have a lot of time today, so we thought we'd spend the majority of the episode talking about the movie we just saw. Um, Avatar, The Way of Water. Um, Derek, it's been 13 years since the original Avatar. Um, what, what which were your is a feelings? Fact... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. No, I was say, go which ahead. is a fact that I was all too aware of when I watched this movie. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so going into the film, um, what were your expectations, your thoughts going in? Were you excited? The trailers do anything for you? What was it like for you? Well, the, the, the trailers for Avatar 2 didn't really do anything for me. I, at okay. most, was – I'll put it – it sums up – I'll sum it up this way. When I went to go see mm-hmm. – AJ's usually game to go see whatever I have to see for this for the podcast, you know? And, yeah. But when I asked her when she, if she wanted to go see Avatar 2, she said, absolutely not. <laughs> Got it. And, <laughs> you know, so I went by myself, which doesn't really affect how I view the movie, but, like, I kind mm-hmm. of – I went to go see it because I knew we needed to talk about it on the podcast. That's kind of right. me going into it. I wasn't really interested in it. I wanted to like it, um, and we'll get into what I felt about it later. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I went in wanting to like it and wanting to have a good time and wanting to – you know, I went in optimistic, right? Yeah. So, you know. And we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about whether you know that was a positive or negative experience in a minute. How did you? What did you? What were your expectations going in? Um, yeah, I was kind of uh, neutral on it. Like I enjoyed the first Avatar, um, and I think in two thousand nine when the first one came out, I think I was too novice a film watcher to appreciate what those what that movie and then I think what the subsequent movies are doing for the film industry or at least are an attempt to do for the film industry and for James Cameron I think um now I may especially after seeing this 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 the one we just saw I think now I'm a little bit more understanding of what James Cameron is trying to do on kind of like a meta level with the with the with these movies um in terms of like because I mean they're basically they're glorified tech demos and that sounds like negative but it's not necessarily negative it's it's his opportunity to take you know very very um relatable and recognizable story elements and use them to push the envelope of like what 
constitutes a visual experience and like what what are the new heights of uh, of of digital sort of filmmaking that we can push the envelope to that like will basically broaden the 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 sidelines if you if we can if we can make like a football or soccer reference sure. like broaden the sidelines for everyone else so everyone else has a broader sandbox to play in um, I think that's kind of what he's doing and I, and I appreciate him for doing that and I think going into this movie I was not necessarily super excited for it but I was interested in in seeing like okay is this going to be uh very bad or is this going to be new and inventive and do some cool things and really build upon the last movie because I think the last movie um the story was was lacking in 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 um I think in innovation like there was a lot of good I think world building in the first mm-hmm. movie but in terms of like narrative craft and storytelling there wasn't a lot of inv- inv- in like innovation on that front and I was really like the most the thing that was really gripping me about the sequel is like I want to see if there's any if like James Cameron has what it takes to recognize that like hey if you're going to do a sequel we need more than just more world building like we need new ideas when it comes to storytelling or at least ideas done in a fresh way that we didn't really get in the first one. So that was, I was more sort of like, not quite morbid curiosity, but just like kind of tempered curiosity, Mm -hmm. I guess is like a, is like a good way to put it. That's what was, that's what I was um, taking into the movie. And the first trailer I thought was good. Um, It didn't show off a lot of the plot or anything, which, you know, usually for a trailer I'm okay with. Um, but it did give us a good idea of like what the movie was going to look like. So from a visual standpoint, um, I was excited to return to the universe because I, I do like the aesthetic of of the Avatar movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, going into it, I was kind of like yeah, I, I would call it tempered curiosity. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what I. That's I, a good I way to going put it. In. Yeah. So, um, going. So you saw the movie when? I saw the movie on Sunday. The Sunday, Sunday, the okay, so a few days ago yeah. now. I saw it. I saw it late. I actually saw it on Sunday as well. I saw it um, late Sunday night. Um, I saw it. Did you see it in any special format or anything? Like no, IMAX or no I didn't see like it in that? any okay. special format. I just went to the regular theater. Gotcha. Uh, I did as well. I saw it just in a regular 2D digital projection. Um, I want. I was trying to find an IMAX, but it was tough to find an IMAX that was not 3D. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I just settled for a 2D, a 2D screening. But I do want to try to see it in IMAX because I think that would be cool. I want to at least see it in IMAX because I want to see the... Um, I want to experience the variable frame rate stuff that was going on mm-hmm. that I didn't really get much of a feel for in the 2D sort of regular format right. uh, projection of it. Um, but that being said... Uh, hot, hot, hot take reactions. What do you, what was your reaction to the movie coming out of it? Wildly disappointed. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I was bored. Was, uh... I felt every minute of that three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I was just bored. Okay. There was, it was a it, it, tempered, I will say this, my reaction to Avatar 2 has been tempered with all the trash talk that James James Cameron's been making about our, mm-hmm. uh, the MCU and like every he's just been mm-hmm. on a rampage lately and I kind of go all right mm-hmm. old out of touch white man maybe shut the fuck up <laughs> yeah like I get that you know what I mean it's just like dude these are the money like Marvel and DC are the money making movies I'm sorry you're not happy with that but you've been out of the game for 13 years you've been taking mm-hmm. so long to make this movie that your star Edie Falco thought the movie already came out and bombed yeah. <laughs> like you've been taking too long to make this. Like you don't get to just jump back in and be like, "I'm back, bitches." It's like, "No." Yeah. 
like you're James Cameron, sure, but like you're out of touch, man. Like mm-hmm. you've been relegated in this. He's been relegated in the same area as like the fuddy duddies of like Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese being like, film isn't the way it used to be when I was important. It's like, yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's moved on. Mm-hmm. You're no longer like this major player in it. Like and like, truthfully, I yeah, I just I was bored. The movie bored me. Mm-hmm. the The world okay. is cool, um, but we spent too much time with the new. It felt like there were three different movies that were competing for supremacy for this, mm-hmm. and he couldn't figure out which one he he couldn't figure out which one he wanted to tell. So he told all three, and I think that was a massive mm-hmm. detriment to the movie. Mm-hmm. If it had been just a slice of life of them integrating into this new tribe or whatever, and you know, showing kind of how they can find a home and do all that, then that would be fine. Mm-hmm. But it was, it spent too much time with the family. And then we had a nice little intermission with an anti whaling message in it, which mm-hmm. was a whole separate other movie. And mm-hmm. then I just, the ending just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't do it for me. I felt that there were characters that we didn't need to have in the movie that were like being, that were being propped up as like main central like stuff that I was just like, this is kind of it kind of deviated from the characters that we met in the first one. And I was just like, okay, like this is kind of not really what I don't which, think which this, characters were those, um, spider, the okay. white kid that was not an avatar that thinks he's an avatar. You didn't need him. And you especially mm-hmm. didn't need to have put so much emphasis on him as a character because mm-hmm. it's like we, he's just, he's kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The only thing he's there is gotcha. to provide Quaritch with the foil to be like, I'm your son. Am I your, am, are you my son? Are you not my son? But it's like, mm-hmm. the, I don't really believe that Quaritch would have that sort of quandary in him, in his, in himself. Mm-hmm. Just because he is such a cut and dry like character that's like trying to put heart to that character. It doesn't quite work for me. Okay. Okay, cool. So let's, uh, uh, yeah. So I'll give, I'll give my thoughts and then we'll kind of do like a, a, a rundown of the story. Yeah. Um, I I had sort of I had basic I, not exactly the opposite reaction, but I enjoyed this movie a lot more than you did. <laughs> um, I do think well, good. That I'm hoping people like, do. Yeah, <laughs> I um I think this movie. Um, I was never bored, but you do. But I did feel the length of it, and I think he could have easily cut almost an hour out of this movie mm-hmm. and it wouldn't have necessarily been a different movie, but I think it wouldn't have been an avatar movie. If that makes sense. That I makes think sense. Um, part of what I think um, makes an avatar movie, an avatar movie is that you do in, in most movies like that middle hour of them, like going to the new place and learning how to acclimate and like learning the way of the water would have been a 10 minute montage mm-hmm. and I, in this movie they really devote like nearly an hour to it and i think that that but it's almost like a catch 22 because it's like that's kind of what you're signing up for for an avatar movie um but um i can understand why it, it didn't work if you didn't find the stuff interesting um yeah. i uh so let, let's go through let's let's run down the story real quick so if for some reason, anyone's listening to this and haven't watched the movie, they can kind of know what we're talking about when we get into the sort of like the more detail-oriented stuff. Um, so basically, with broad strokes, um, it's it's however many years on, like ten. I would say it's probably like fifteen years since uh, since the last in in terms of story time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jake and Natiri. So the the Sky people have been gone for a while from Pandora. Humans have been gone for a while. Um, Jake. 
and Neytiri have a litter of children. They have um, two boys, one older, one younger. They have um, a, a young daughter named Tuke. They have, uh, and they have adopted a daughter who was uh, born out of Grace's uh, avatar's body. What's her name? Uh, Sigourney Weaver's avatar's yeah. body. Um, they, they was some kind of conception, immaculate conception. They don't know where the baby came from. There was just a baby that was born and they've adopted it. And she's the oldest daughter, uh, uh, of the, she's like the oldest child seemingly of the, of the group. Um, it's very much a family movie in that sense. Um, the humans return in and have decided to basically colonize Pandora this time, not just mine unobtainium, but they're going to now colonize. Like they've set up like a new colony and they're basically going to move earth here, uh, eventually um and then uh they go looking for uh basically the military uh now that we're a year in jake has been taking his like war parties out and has been running basically insurgency insurgency missions to try to like destroy the human efforts to colonize the planet and to like loot their resources um uh, so there's like all these little skirmishes that happen. We see a pretty cool action scene of that happening. Um, we see that like how the tech has integrated into like the, the Navi have taken the human tech and have integrated it and stuff um, with these like radios and whatnot. Um, then from there, uh, the the military uh, starts sending out soldiers uh, similar to the way they did with Jake Sully in the first one. They start sending out soldiers uh, in Avatar bodies. Uh, but this time they're using the memories and personalities of dead soldiers, um, including uh, Korich, played by Stephen Lang. They send him out on a mission to try to stop the insurgency being carried out by Jake Sully and his team. Uh, uh, there's like conflict uh, and that causes Jake Sully uh, to take his family uh, and try to hide amongst the water people of Navi. I forget the name of the people. Um so they flee, they go there. Um, oh, all with, uh, sorry, I forgot uh, about Spider. Spider was a, a child born on um, Pandora that was too young to uh, go back into cryo, to go back to Earth. So he's been raised by like the science people there and the Navi. Um, and so he, fl uh, so Jake flees uh, to the water people and Spider is uh, taken by Korich. Um, and they're going to use him as like a translator, sort of like you're going to help us navigate this world that we don't know very well. Um, they are amongst the water people for uh, it, it becomes a family movie where they're kind of learning to get, uh, you know, it, it's almost like a um, it reminds me of like. Um, um, like a movie that you would make about like. I don't know. They're basically refugees. It's like a, it's like a yeah. refugee. It's like this family who are now refugees who have to live amongst these people, keep their head down, not cause trouble. The, 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 the water people are, are very, um, they're very, uh, at least the leadership is very like strict in terms of like, we don't want trouble. Like right. we, we don't want your problems. They're very like isolationist in that way. Um, and so of course, uh, uh, the Sully family starts to kick up some some trouble. There's some there's some infighting amongst the kids. It's all relatively harmless, but uh, it becomes a family movie about them learning how to adjust and the, the, their dynamics. And the kids now are like finding their own way and like becoming their own people and and, and all of that type of thing. And eventually, um, the Marines, the the Avatar Marines 
catch up to where they are by commandeering a whaling ship um, because the, the military essentially is not giving up any more resources uh, directly to stopping Jake Sully because uh, he's left where they need to uh, where they need to start uh, with their their uh, their colonization efforts. Uh, however, uh, they do allow Quaritch to take his men and go after Jake Sully, and he's on like kind of like a personal bloodless mission. And also, they'd like Jake Sully to be dead. I think uh, the military. So they commandeer a whaling vessel that has been um, terrorizing the seas of uh, Pandora and capturing these whales that secrete this chemical that extends human life indefinitely, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, or so they say. Another um, unobtainium. Yeah, basically another unobtainium, another another resource being uh, pillaged, uh, and they kill these whales to do it, and the whales are very smart, apparently, and very emotional, uh, so it's a tragedy. Uh, and then there's a basically a final a final action uh, sequence that is, uh, I, I think, amazing, and it takes about 30 minutes, um, where basically the, 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 the Marines and this whaling crew uh, are fighting to try to destroy Jake and his family and the water people and the whales and everybody and all the, the inhabitants of Pandora fight back and are able to push off the forces just long enough to, um, uh, allow credits to roll essentially, uh, setting up basically a future movie. Uh, what's his name? Quaritch is still in avatar form is still alive. He has somewhat bonded with spider, but spider, uh, I think thankfully is, uh, uh, was not swayed immediately in this movie and was like, nah, I'm, I may, I'm, they basically save each other's lives at one point. Like, Corch saves Spider's life and Spider saves Corch, but, but Spider doesn't choose to stay with Corch. Basically, Corch has left his own devices. Um, Jake and Natiri have lost a son in the battle at the hands of Corch. And, um, let me see. Are there anything, any other details I'm missing before we start diving into it? Um, Grace's daughter's uh, Grace's avatar baby, uh, the oldest daughter, has some unique abilities. She has this connection with Awa, yeah, the she spirit has the of the planet. Superpower called epilepsy. <laughs> yeah, she has. Uh, they well, they think it's epilepsy, <laughs> I know. Um, but she has some kind of some kind of connection with the spirit of the planet that allows her to do some interesting things. Um, and yeah, I think that's. I think that's. Uh, that's enough. Uh, so, so we you can kind of gr- go by. I want to pause real quick and say you did a sure. great job running that movie down. All three and Thank a half you, all hours. All from memory it. too. I don't even have the Wikipedia. Dude, up. you did a great job. That was off the dome. I am proud of you. Like I was Thank tracking you. along with. It. I was like, yep, yep, yep. He's not. Nope. You didn't miss a single thing that people need to understand if you need to talk. If we need to talk about it. So right. good job. So. This is a so it's a obviously it's a very large movie with a lot going on. I think we we should start by I'll start by saying like maybe like a couple things that I think this movie did that made me like it, and uh, and then and we can kind of discuss those points sure. and then we can flip it and we can talk about some things that maybe um, you didn't like sure. and that I will probably agree with you uh, on. But let's let's so let's start with I think the family dynamic. Let's start there. Okay. Um, I. I was concerned at first when when the focus shifted to when it seemed like the the focus of the movie was going to be more on the family. My butthole tightened up mm-hmm. because <laughs> oftentimes for me in sequels, when it becomes like a family thing, I'm thinking of like the mummy, uh, yep. I'm thinking of other things like that. Um, it often becomes a little watered down and not like as interesting because it relies on sort of like hand waving of like, you know, family, you know how that works. Yeah. 
Um, Hugs and all that. Where I think in this movie, I do think the characters, and this may be strength of performance alone, but I think the characters, no, I'm I'm not going to do that to the writing. I think the writing was much better in this movie than in the first movie, um, or at least much more interesting. I, I actually really liked the family dynamic each each member of the family, of Jake Sully's family, to be specific, I think felt like a real person. Like, they felt like real characters, especially the the, the son that, the the youngest son that we kind of go on the arc with. Um, I think there, I think I was really drawn in by their performances. I think Jake Sully is a very believable dad, in my opinion, in, yeah. in the sense that, like, He's kind of bad at it, but he's but he's doing the best he can, and you kind of get that vibe from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I enjoyed all their dynamics. I enjoyed that there was like there was there were some really good, I think, dad moments for Jake Sully that really read to me that like came across uh, really well. Specifically, when he had to chastise his sons and like discipline, like it felt very like. And the kids were not cartoonishly um, reckless. Or, like, no. cartoonishly, like, I'm going to do my own thing. Like, there was a little bit of that, but it all felt very, like, they were, it, it didn't feel like, oh, they're, they're, they're shucking their responsibility for the sake of the script. It all felt very motivated. It to wasn't me, like a screw I, you, Dad. I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. they make mistakes, but those mistakes are just in the course of them trying to live their life and figure their self, right. themselves out exactly. in this new society. So, yeah, it's totally. But, yeah, I'm glad they didn't have that teen, that teen angsty, like, screw you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there was some deft writing in that. And I, and I think that has a lot to do with the writing team because I think the two, the two credited script writers, aside from James Cameron, also wrote – they wrote something else with like a strong family dynamic that I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I can't remember what it is right now, but uh, maybe we can look that up in a second. Um, it was like Rick Jaffa and his wife worked on something else. Um, oh, look at him. Yeah. They wrote and produced something else. Oh, they've done. Oh, the Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, yes. Yes, they've worked on the uh, all the Planet of the Apes, Apes reboots. Um, so that made a lot of sense to me. I was like, oh, this, I get it. I can see the, cause I think one of the great things about those movies is the family dynamic amongst the apes and stuff like that and making yeah. you kind of care and about. And see, the thing yeah. is, I don't mind the family dynamic in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what do you think about the family dynamic in, in this movie? I want to say up front, I think that everybody that was doing mocap acting did a really good job. Oh dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think all the performances were really great. Um, I said the people that did mocap cons- acting did a good job. I didn't think the people that were actual humans did a really good job. I have, yeah. to, I have to exclude it, Spider out of that because I don't think he did a good job at all. He was very really you didn't. Nope. Think, you didn't so I don't like. Here's him. my thoughts about Spider. I think, I think, the things that I don't like about that character have very little to do with the actor. I think I one I, I <laughs> one I don't like. I thought his wig was really bad. Oh, his wig is terrible. Um, yeah, the wig is really bad. Um, it's really hard that he has to wear that mask the whole time. Um, yeah, it doesn't do him any that, favors. It, it does not do him any favors because it just it, – it kind of um, – if there's anything in this movie that reminded me we're watching a bunch of CGI stuff, it was the fact that he, like, had this mask on for some reason. It kind of pulled me out of it. I wish they would have created some kind of way for him to breathe that didn't have to wear this, like, giant plastic face shield. Um, the whole time, but um, that being said, um, 
I think he's a hard character to write. I don't think he's an unnecessary character because I see what they're trying to do with Courage. And I think um, I think the Spider character will probably become more likable when uh, what he's doing in the in this movie franchise becomes a little bit more important to the the arcs of other characters. Like I think because we, we didn't really see Courage go on his arc yet. They're kind of setting the stage for that. Um, but I think in the next movie, the Spider character will probably be pretty pivotal. Hopefully, he, man, hopefully he gets a better wig or just his own hair. And maybe a set uh, of pants. <laughs> yeah, maybe a set of pants. It was a weird choice. Uh, to almost have his butt have cheeks slipping out all over every like frame. <laughs> Look, I'm right. not a fan. And- I'm not like against like nudity. Like it's not weird. When I'm like, ooh, yeah. that's gay. Like you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. I'm not like that. But it's just like, dude. Like I just felt bad for him that his only costuming was a loincloth. Yeah. And I'm like, everybody I, else, and he's acting, I'm putting myself in the perspective of him acting around everybody else that's doing the mocap acting, and they're in full, like, bodysuit harnesses and fully clothed yeah. and everything, and he's just in a mm-hmm. in a loincloth and a gas mask, like, doing his best. Yeah, I, I, I kind of felt bad for the actor. Also, I Oh, think- no, 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 I want to say, he did a, he got a raw deal. That actor yeah, got a no, raw deal sure. in this movie, and <laughs> I and I truly think so really because well. he got because I think that he he got at a character, and then even then when even in the scenes where he was acting without the gas mask, I still was like, oh, that's the take we went with. Interesting choice, because mm-hmm. he just didn't feel like he was really embodying the character, or didn't really feel like anybody was really like directing him in scenes to kind of emote. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's- also, I feel like the the actor that they cast was a little too old for like what the character was being written to be like. See, I agree, but the difference uh-huh. is is because you need him to be that age so that he fills in the role of the dead son at the end. Um uh oh you mean with the Sullys? Yeah. Oh yeah, it- I I don't I don't know if that's I don't know if that's where they're going with that like if he's going to be like adopted. If he, yeah, I don't know if that that's where they're because I think ultimately it, it's going to come down. I think I don't think that he's going to be necessarily that more so than he is going to be more part of Korich's story um, because I think uh, I don't know. At least well, that's at the not end, the way I read it. I could be movie, wrong about that. He says a son mm-hmm. for a son. Yeah, and then embraces Spider. So I can only yeah. assume that the Sullys are going to adopt Spider and be like, "You're our new son now. You're not blue, but it's okay." Yeah, well, yeah, well, uh, yeah, well, yeah. That's that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't read it that way, but that, that, now that you say that, I'm like, oh, maybe that is what they meant. Um, because then it's spiders, two dads fighting. Mm-hmm. Totally, Jake yeah. Sully, no, I, I, so. yeah, yeah. Um, I almost wish, like, man, I almost wish Spider didn't know. That Courage was his father. I think this that movie. would be a better story. I feel like if we if that was the reveal in the third one, that would have mm-hmm. been that would have played better, in my opinion. Yeah, they played their hand um, totally. too soon trying to do that father son connection or like will they won't they father son connection. That I just yeah. kind of like I was like yeah you played your hand a little too soon. I would have waited and kept that to the third movie and then have like an I am your father moment. Yeah, um, no, totally, I get that. Um, because who doesn't yeah, love a good I've, Darth Vader version of an "I am your father" moment? Oh yeah, I mean it. It, it works. <laughs> it does. It's a trope um, for a reason. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So so I I yeah I I enjoyed the family stuff. Um, I thought that was good. The the uh, yeah I really loved the 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 second 
oldest kid. I thought his performance was really good. Like I really bought him as a character and was really impressed by that performance and the kind of like, yeah, the subtlety that that character was written with when it could have been much more like rote kind of like angst. It was, I thought it was very neatly handled. Um, yeah, I like it. It felt real, but I also like that he didn't completely like fall head over heels for like the water girl that he ends up liking. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that could have been a little overindulgent. I like oh, yeah. that that it was more so like this is just a new place, and I'm excited about the newness of all of this. Um, yeah, I thought I thought that aspect of it was good. Um, okay, let's talk. Since we we've talked about Spider, let's talk about Courage. Um, what did you think about the idea? I liked. I was also nervous about this. My butthole also puckered up for this. Uh, they br- they brought back Stephen Lang to be Corrich in an Avatar body. Um, when I saw in the trailer that that's where they were going in terms of like bringing him back, I kind of got nervous because I'm like, okay, this was the villain of the last movie. He's going to be the villain of this movie. I actually, now on the other side of watching the movie, I actually really appreciated what they are doing with that character. And I thought this version of Corrich is much more interesting because he's not that courage. Like they made it clear that like, it's not the same person. He has all his memories in like, um, personality from before his death. But like, this is, is a complete different being. And I kind of like that aspect of it because Stephen Lang is playing him a little different, Mm -hmm. which I like, like there's like a different energy to him where like, he feels like, I don't know how to explain this, but like in his performance, just in sort of his physicality and the way that he like like gives facial expressions and the way he talks, he feels like a much younger, stronger Stephen Lang. And he feels like I'm not that guy, but I get where he was coming from and it resonates with me because I have all of his same emotions. Right. So like, yeah, okay. And, and, and I like there's there's a subtle like aspect to the way he's written and the way he performs where it's like Sure, he would like to kill Jake Sully because he has the same emotions that the other Korich had, but it's not necessarily a rabid bloodlust no. like the other Korich had. Because at the end of the day, he's not that guy. Like he right. he may have those memories, but he didn't live through it. You know what I mean? And I like that 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 I think that that was a good like sort of uh, effective way to to write that character because I think it makes him more interesting and feel less like a carbon copy and more like uh, an evolution of this character in this movie. And I think that's what you hit on the head that I was hoping for more of from this film was an evolution from the first one. Gotcha. More of an evolution from the first one, and I didn't get that. I think that's why I was disappointed because I was expecting more out of it. You wait 13 years to make a movie – to make a sequel, there's going to be expectations that you have to meet, you know? Yep. Here's what I will compare this movie to. And this is what, and when I, when I, in my opening thoughts, um, uh, what I, what I've learned about Avatar or what I've come to realize about Avatar, I will compare it to, uh, the Tower of Terror at Disneyland, right? California Adventure. Uh, that ride used to be called the Hollywood Tower of Terror and it was like old haunted hotel themed and it was, you know, it was a theme. The ride was, you know, it's a drop ride. It's a yeah. you're on an elevator lift. The the gimmick, the premise of the ride is you're in an elevator in a haunted hotel that's out of control and you're flying around, right? Yeah. Eventually, Disney was like, okay, uh, fans love this ride. It's a favorite. People love to buy their picture from this ride. We want to keep it, but we have other shit to promote. 
Um, we want to tell a different story with the same ride, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they rebranded it as the um, Guardians of the Galaxy Escape from Whoever Land. The Collector or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> whatever it Escape is. Escape from Whoever the Land. I love whatever. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> and I think James Cameron is basically doing the same thing with Avatar. He's going, okay, we have a story that works. There is a colonial power um, that has found a way to try to pillage and, and colonize this planet that is uh, very tragic because the core of what makes this planet and its inhabitants special is the respect and love that every creature has for each other. And so a colonial force is the exact antithesis to that because, you know, colonialism seeks to destroy pillage and to extract resources and, 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 and make it a very one-sided relationship. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of Pandora is that it's all an equal relationship. Everything respects each other, right? That's like, that's what Avatar is. And there's right. one person who's like the chosen one who has kind of seen both sides of the equation and is like, I'm choosing to help the, 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 the love and equality rather than the colonial power. That, that's what Avatar is. I, so what I've realized about this movie is basically about these movies is it's, you know, it's going to be the same ride every time. It's going to be that. It's going to be that d- dramatic structure, except there's going to be a different coat of paint and a different story on the surface level in terms of like um, there's characters that are involved. There's different plot things that happen. But the core of what the movie is, is probably not going to change sequel to sequel. And it's in these movies serve more as an opportunity to put on display sort of the where we are with the technical advances and also like James Cameron's imagineering if to use a Disney term to keep it all in the Disney thing uh James Cameron's imagineering with with this world it's a new opportunity to show off okay we know that the colonial forces are going to try to pillage the world and that the world is going to fight back we did the forest in the first one uh, and we're going to do the water now, and we're going to see what the water is like in, the, in in this world, and how they're exploiting the water in this movie. And they're, you know, in the first movie, they're exploiting exploiting the forest by extracting this min- mineral that grows in the forest called unobtainium. In this, they're they're pillaging the ocean by destroying these whales that have and harvesting this, brain uh, juice. Very, and harvesting brain juice. In the next movie, it'll be something else, harvesting this, but the planet. So, like, if you're willing to goes, accept I, that premise, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think the movies can be enjoyable. Um, but if you're expecting like uh, for James Cameron to tell a fundamentally different story every time, I think you, yeah, you will be disappointed. And that's kind of what I've realized about these movies. And so I kind of take yeah, and part the of scripts it, with a grain of salt, you know, totally. And part of it too is I didn't like, I didn't enjoy the first movie. Gotcha. So like mm-hmm. this, it didn't really. I don't think these movies are going to go down in history as like really great movies. I think people will be no. like, if you want to see where the technology was at the time then go watch these movies. But I don't think these movies will ever be recommended to be viewed on story or acting or anything like no, that. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. I think they they are historical achievements in terms of fil- the just like the filmmaking process. But uh, yeah, no no one's going to add the add Avatar to like the AFI like must watch list or whatever. Right. I think um yeah, I think these movies serve as a state of the art literally like with the what that phrase means like right. state of the art demonstration. And yeah, and I think they obviously they should be enjoyable and, and I think they are, but they're I enjoy them in a different way than I do like if I was going to go watch, you know, you know, whatever new Robert Pattinson crime drama is out. You know what I mean? Or whatever. It's just 
they're just fundamentally they serve different purposes, you know. Whatever weird um, character Robert Pattinson's being this time. Yeah, I mean they're kind of like I would compare them to Mission Impossible movies. I think the Mission Impossible movies serve the same purpose, except they they show you the state of the art of where stunts are. Sure, you know what I but mean. But my difference like, is, and the reason why I enjoy Mission Impossible versus the Avatar movies is uh-huh. that Mission Impossible knows exactly what it is and doesn't pretend to be anything different. Avatar pretends to be this amazing spectacle of filmmaking that's great for acting and writing and it's this perfect Mm -hmm. james cameron Mm -hmm. acts like it's these perfect films and i'm like they're not they're fundamentally (laughs) flawed and to be honest they're kind Mm -hmm. of boring Mm -hmm. you know yeah no i get that um uh but that's my problem but that's where i have my problems with the avatar versus like mission franchise like mission impossible mission impossible knows what it's doing knows exactly what it needs to do Mm -hmm. hits the mark every single time and doesn't pretend to be anything different right avatar pretends to be something different it's trying to like go under the guise of something else and i'm like no we need to call it out for what it is it's just a tech demo Mm -hmm. it's a well done tech demo but it's a tech demo (laughs) Yeah, uh, like to quote the guy from uh, from Titanic, <laughs> she's a liar. She's 102 years old, but she's a really old goddamn liar. She's a real liar. goddamn liar, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a tech demo, but it's really good. It's a really well done tech demo. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think part of that is to, uh, I think part of why we've been hearing so much of James Cameron and his rhetoric about the movie is because, like, Quite frankly, they need this movie to make a lot of money. Yeah, and, that's and the I think thing. that's also the fundamental difference between Mission Impossible and Avatar. Is like Avatar costs three hundred fifty million dollars to make. Mission Impossible maybe one hundred fifty, two hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's it's very different. But the other thing too is more people are going to go see Mission Impossible than they're going to go see Avatar because well, we don't know that yet. I <laughs> we don't know that yet. We'll see. I you got to think about it. Avatar is going to open in China. Mission Impossible may not. Um, oh, that's true. I Ava- forgot that Mission Impossible isn't opening in China anymore. Well, then yeah. maybe I'll have to hedge my bets. <laughs> yeah, and Avatar is going to basically run unopposed until February. Yeah, that's true. So they've got two solid months to like make a ton of money. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I think it's possible. It depends on what mission. It's possible, but I think uh, it just depends on what the Mission Impossible movie, the next one, does. Which I'm, I'm. To depart from Avatar for just a second, I'm interested to see what the new Mission Impossible movie does because there's been a lot of Tom Tom Cruise jumping out of planes and yep. stuff. So we'll see jumping out of air, like spacecraft and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, the dude pushes the envelope in ways that I'm like, you're. It's like he's trying to kill himself. Yeah, I think I think there would be no greater death for Tom Cruise than to die doing a stunt. I think he would be totally fine. I with that. think that he needs to die in the proverbial battle like thing. Like he's one of those <laughs> yeah. people that's like, my death will only be valid if it's death in battle. And you're like, okay. Yeah. I but think yeah. the next frontier, uh, no pun intended for Tom Cruise is to like shoot something in space, like actually shoot in space. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, no, I they've think already talked about that. Yeah. Uh, he's nuts, but I think if there's one person who can get it done, it's him. Um, well, I love the fact yeah. that he just was like, well, you're not going to let me do my own stunts? Fine. Then I'm produ- I'm making my own production company and I'm taking over the production of this film just so mm-hmm. I can jump out of yeah. an airplane. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His insurance bills must be insane. Oh, I don't even want to know what his premiums are. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's nuts. his, his, <laughs> his insurance agent must be simultaneously sweating bullets and also just crying and, and mopping up those sweat bullets with money yeah he probably has to go to like like some kind of like like 
Saudi or Russian insurance yeah. firm that like insures the oligarchs and shit. Yeah, you I was know gonna what say I mean? insures like the the uh, the petrol princes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, back to Avatar. Yeah. Okay, another thing that I liked, um, and uh, I was skeptical about this as well. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed uh, the way that they realized um, the water people's world. I thought that, like, uh, especially given the understanding, like, okay, this is going to be a similar ride to the first movie. It's going to be them learning the new ways. Um, and we'll see how Avatar works, but with the water. And I I thought all of that was realized really good. Like, I loved the things that, like, the, the animals that they rode in the water. Like, I loved the way the village was realized. Like, the way that they all kind of live in, like, these, uh, like, lagoon, uh, like, these, like, you know, like, leather-looking, like, treehouse kind of things but that like hovered over the lagoon like i just thought it was all beautiful uh i thought like oh, the, the way the, the avatar design. people the set yeah. design for the village was amazing yeah i was great i loved the way that they like the physical differences between the water people and the the forest people mm -hmm. i like that the the water people were more broad and had like wider forearms and yep. like bigger tails like all of that i thought was really cool um trying to think um yeah, what did you, what did you think about uh now I will say it was I think I think um too long um but I was I was I was never bored. I did feel the length of this maybe in like I think there were <laughs> uh there were uh I think we spent a little Here's what I'll say. In in the in the time that we spent with the uh, the family learning how to like live the way of the water or whatever. I feel like there wasn't necessarily whole chunks that I could have done without, but there, they, like there were shots that lingered on way longer than they probably should have. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, and I think if you took about like four to five minutes off of like each shot in that sequence, yeah. I think you would have cut it down to like 30 minutes and I think it would have been perfect. Right. Um, there were a lot of shots of like the the younger son like swimming with the whale that he befriends, and that, that sequence goes on for like ten minutes. Was far too long. I literally, I'm like, we only need one shot of no, this guy. I literally out loud to myself, I was like, "Oh wow, we're really indulging in this." Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I'm talking uh, about. There's an anti-whaling movie in the middle of this movie that I'm like, yep. "Okay, we get it. Like, you're trying to save yeah. the planet. You're James Cameron. Like, uh -huh. now shut up and make a movie, please." Mm-hmm. Um, see, I would have, I think the way you could have fixed this movie is cause there's some logic issues that come into what Jake Sully's plan is. And I wasn't totally down on those logic issues because Jake Sully, we know as a character is not a smart guy yeah, and we know he's kind of reacting to the moment at like in the moment and just trying to do what's best for his family. But I would, cause basically their whole motivation for leaving the forest where they're from is uh, uh, when the humans show back up to colonize, they're going after him and they're causing a lot of damage. So Jake's like, let's get out of here so we don't bring a lot and let's let's go hide, right? I would have had Jake Sully make that decision before this movie starts, basically, yeah. or right at the start of the movie. Um, yep. I would have had him be like, look, we went through a lot here. And I know for other plot reasons why they didn't do this, but I would have been like, Jake Sully's like, look, hey, 
we know that like we were able to fight off the humans but like it's not safe for us from here we don't want to bring any more they could come back one day we just want to make sure that like we're long gone from here and have them go live with the water people and start the movie there like I would have started yeah. the movie with them there and then while they're learning the way of the water they get word that humans have returned right and they have to go back to the hills to like see what's going on or whatever uh and uh like I would have started there because it's like <laughs> it's so clear like hey man if you I guess no I guess I take that back I think the movie tries to have a cake it's cake and eat it too because yeah. it's weird that like it's weird that they go out of their way to establish that this Courage guy is not the same Courage, right? Which I appreciated. But then, like, so he doesn't really have a bloodlust. So it's weird that, like, he goes so out of his way to, like, find Jake Sully amongst that's, the... That's my point. Yeah. That was one of the things I was going to say about my problems with it. Yeah. Why do we have this thing? It's such a roundabout way to accomplish the goal that we need to accomplish in this movie. Yeah. Then I agree with you. The movie starts far too early in the story, like, you know, and it should start when they're already, like you said, when they're already a part of the water people. And then Quaritch is the movie Quaritch, Quaritch's movie is him trying to find Sully and then realizing, oh, he's with the water people. And then that's where the movie goes. I also yeah, agree with you real quick, totally. real quick. Um, the whole, like we were talking about earlier, I didn't need a 10 minute montage sequence because I want to indulge, I want to indulge in the you know in the, right. in the new society that they're but have that be the first hour yes, of the movie but as have that to the be the first hour. hour of the movie because then I'm entertained because what happens yes, is exactly. the movie has this trajectory mm-hmm. where it's like war is coming this is going to happen and then we take mm-hmm. this slice of life family movie for an hour and then it comes back to the it feels like we take a break to go to a different movie for a while and then we come back to the movie like we didn't need that that full sequence of them living with the water people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying make it a 10 minute montage, make it like a 30 minute segment, but we don't need Mm -hmm. it to be this like languishing hour of like, don't you want (laughs) to go swim with the avatar? And I'm like, no, it looks Mm -hmm. dangerous as fuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I totally agree with you there. And you could have had, you could have had, and you could have, you could have done it this way too. Like all of that, keep all of that. Mm -hmm. And you could have had it been a thing where spider, has gone uh either either spider has gone with them to the water world or spider is in uh uh the forest and because you could have had it to where spider being spider being with jake sully is more of a motivation for courage once courage realizes that that's his kid yeah um I think you could have you could have made it more personal that way and and that would have given courage a little bit more of a motivation to be going after Jake Sully other than this like kind of imaginary bloodlust. You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's already thing. got his kid with What's, him. You the know? minute you say that he's not an exact clone of the original Quaritch, I'm like, then why does yeah. he care? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like you got a second um, slice of life. Let Jake Sully go. He's not bothering anybody. He'll eventually yeah. come to gr- like as we colonize this planet, we'll eventually encounter him and his kind again. So let's take yeah. a fucking breather and chill out for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but you yeah. could have started. Yeah, you could have started in with like a in basically an opening montage of like Jake recounting what's happened in the last fifteen years. Mm-hmm. We've had kids. We've adopted this kid named Spider. Let me catch you uh, up to every- speed. <laughs> yeah, everything's gone great. And they actually do this, but then they spend another 30 minutes in the forest 
which we don't need if we have this opening montage. You know, yeah. opening montage where Jake Sully's like, yeah, we've spent the last 15 years raising kids and we have this kid named Spider um, and everything's been great. Um, and we decided to um, uh, hand over the keys to the kingdom to like this new person, whoever they, 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 they kind of breezed by it in the movie, but like we handed the keys over. We've elected a new leader of the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, and spider is going to stay by, stay back and, and help out with the, the human Navi relations. And we are go- and the Sully family is going to move on to, um, the water people to ensure that, uh, if human beings ever come back looking for Jake Sully, that they will not know where he is and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, and then that's where you start the movie, and you start the movie with them them knighting this new king of the forest or whatever, and the the Sully's leaving to the. You don't need the whole like. <laughs> I know why they War wanted montage. that opening action sequence of like, of the uh, the humans coming back with all their like giant machines and stuff like that, but I don't think you needed to start the movie there. But no, you did. That makes sense. You also. I mean, you also didn't even really need the walk and talk between Quaritch and the general. No, you didn't need you didn't need that either. Um, yeah, Edie Falco. Uh, I think, Edie Falco was absolutely just like completely misplaced in this movie. She's yeah, such a great was, actress, that, such a great yeah. actor, so amazing. Mm-hmm. Does so many amazing things on screen, and then they use her in just this capacity. And I was just yeah. like, wow, really? We're just wasting Edie Falco. Okay, yeah, it was. Yeah, I feel like that 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 character was like kind of like a half thought, you know yeah. what I mean? It was like kind of, it seemed, he seemed half. Well, we need to bit. show the chain of command. Why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's never mattered before. No, it never matters. Um, <laughs> Unless you're doing um, like a military movie. Right. Um, which the military, it was never really the military. Really. It no. was like, they had like military escorts for like this private company, but it was always a private company. Yeah. But see, and that's where I feel like without him being Marines, Without them being like mm-hmm. capital Marines, mm-hmm. I feel like that's where it would have been better if he was just instead of being like a colonial. Well, it makes sense with him being a Marine now that they're coming to colonize Pandora. But I mean, right. in the first one, it would have made sense if he was just base security, like the general yep. for this massive, uh, you know, this massive undertaking company mm-hmm. that can basically, f- you know, field an army if they need to, and he's the ch- in charge right. of it. I feel like that would have yep. been better. And then if they were like, you know retroactively you know you served your time in the marines and we need you to do this so we're gonna you know you know you are the one you're the asset that we have so we're bringing you back in avatar form to lead the marines now to go i don't know secure the bases and subjugate the people yeah because that like if we if we do if we're going with this rewrite that we've been pitching uh jake sully in the beginning they leave you know un un like unmo like unmotivated by any sort of like military presence or anything they're just like hey we we've our time here in the forest has come to an end we need to move on uh and 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 not bring any more you know whatever to the forest it's, and we're it's gonna go live what with it is people, it's like whatever. let me take my family and go live in peace yes exactly um and then you have human beings show up to colonize the Pandora, and you have everything just going fine for the human beings. Or even, and it's led by. And, sorry, go ahead. Oh, let me get this idea out. Yeah, yeah. I'm and so then Corich is Corich is they brought back Corich back to life to like lead the Navi sort of front of their base security or whatever, or their like security of like the their security forces basically. They you know like when Earth shows up with their military, they have their regular soldiers and all that, but then they have a a a, a squad of dead soldiers who are now Navi in Navi bodies who like lead their sort of like counter 
insurgency kind of like division right. or whatever. And everything's going fine. They, they're like, whatever, like Korch is like, everything's going smoothly or whatever. And then they realize through their whaling mission, through these like, wh- like whaling surveillance that's been going on, but this whaling company or whatever, they realize, hey, you know who was just spotted out in the ocean? Jake yeah. Sully. And he just killed a like, whaling ship. Yeah, exactly. They're like, Jake Sully's alive? Oh, well, this is interesting. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because they, they got personal. there and Jake Sully's gone. Now it's personal. He's like, Jake Sully's still alive? Well, now that we know where he is, maybe we can go, maybe we can kill two birds with one stone. We can take him while he's not even, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then you start to introduce what Spider, you start to introduce a Spider character and then you, then you make it more personal with like maybe Spider goes to like warn Jake Sully or whatever. Sure. And uh, then, you know, you from there. But but with that being said, um, I'm starting to think of what are some other elements uh, of the movie. Um, what did you think of? Oh, what did you think of? Uh, uh, forget the character's name. But Grace is Avatar's daughter, um, who's the oldest daughter Kiri? of the Sully family. Kiri. Kiri, that's her name. You're right. Played by Sigourney Weaver. I liked the idea of the character. I didn't like that okay. they had Sigourney Weaver play the character. I Yeah, I agree. They didn't need her to do that. That was an overstep yeah. that they should have gotten and should have given that. They should have given that role to somebody else that like is younger and upcoming to really yes. show their kind of stuff. Sigourney Weaver already has the accolades and the money. She doesn't need more. And that to totally. me, I was very annoyed by that character when she was on screen because I knew that Sigourney Weaver was playing her. And I was like, that is a misstep. Yeah. I would have preferred her to be played by just another any other because actor I was that doesn't have Sigourney aware that it was Sigourney Weaver pl- <laughs> yeah. playing the character, and I was like, "This is not totally. good." It ripped. There were several things that kept ripping me out of the movie, and that's the other yeah. reason why I felt every minute of this runtime mm-hmm. is because I kept getting pulled out. I couldn't get into like a groove with it, and things that the movie yeah. and it's things that the movie did kept pulling me out. Oh, also, the, mm-hmm. I saw and this one girl that was sitting like two seats away from me. Avatar must be her favorite movie on the planet because when Quartz came back, she was like, oh, he's back. <laughs> I was like, easy. Yeah. Um, I, he's I not like some the like idea. storied villain. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, obviously, that person hadn't watched the trailers either because yeah. he's in the trailers. Yeah, because the trailers. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I agree with you. I like the idea of the character, especially I, I wish and I wish that this movie had more had spent more time getting into this but i think i like the idea that obviously if there is this sort of like magic planet where there's like a spirit of the planet that like moves through everything and like and and there's like a oneness to all the creatures of course there's going to be uh beings that are born there that are like more in touch with that spirit than others uh and like i like the fact that she's basically like you know kind of like a shaman character and, and doesn't really like know how to use like how to do any of that stuff because she's just a teenager Mm. like i like that stuff um i like the idea that she's kind of just in tune with nature in a way that other people aren't i i hated the fact that it was sigourney we were doing the voice i did too it did pull me out every time um because she just sounds like a they didn't modulate her voice enough to make it not (laughs) sound like sigourney weaver Right. She just sounds like Sigourney Weaver. And I was like, uh, kids don't sound like that. No, they you know don't. what I mean? And yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, that pulled me out. But I, I did I did enjoy the character. And there wasn't too much of that character, which I was worried about. Like, yeah. she didn't, like, do too much, which I was uh, worried about. I, I Now, here's here's one thing I wish there was more of. I wish there was more Neytiri. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because I thought uh, Neytiri is one of the stronger characters in the franchise, and she's not given a lot to do in this movie besides mourn people's deaths. Um, which I mean, Zoe Saldana is great at that. Yes. Um, but I would have liked to see her do a little bit more in this movie because right. I think she, I think as a character and as a Navi, I think she's just a very like energetic like presence on screen. Mm-hmm. And now, don't get me wrong, her fight scene at the end where like she just goes insanely nuts on all those like uh yeah. mercenary guys yeah i loved that was like, great she's great yeah she's she's great she's definitely the most badass like warrior in there she in got relegated context, to but... like the role of mom too easily in this movie yeah and i didn't like yeah, that i think so yeah um i thought it would have been interesting if like and there's a little bit of this but they don't they just they kind of just pay lip service to it and they don't really lean into it but i would have liked if if maybe she wasn't necessarily ready for motherhood and motherhood was kind yep. of thrust upon her, <laughs> that would have been and good. she, and she desperately wants to be back fighting for her people, but like can't cause she has to be a mother. Like I thought that would have been interesting to explore. Um, especially, especially knowing now in retrospect that she was going to lose one of her kids to mm-hmm. this conflict. I would have loved for her, her to have that, to be able to say when her kids died, like this is exactly what I should have been doing, fighting to protect, like not, sitting in this hut like yeah. you know what i mean being a oh, mom yeah, totally. i should this wouldn't have been happening if i was out doing you know what i'm saying yeah like he wouldn't uh, have gotten I, shot if i had been there that kind yes, of thing exactly. where it's like he still would have gotten shot and there's nothing you could have <laughs> yeah, done totally. but like believe that if you need to make yourself feel better <laughs> exactly um yeah uh although uh, w- what she di- does do in the movie i think was it was executed very well she's, when she she's shows up characters yeah it's a good time oh but yeah she dude, doesn't like, get to show up all that often i know even yeah. in like the slow spots she's like she doesn't really show up. She's just kind of there, and it's like, wow, yeah. it's kind of a mm-hmm. kind of a waste of a really well done character from the first movie. Mm-hmm. So what? So all right, let's get to this. What did you? Because this is basically culminates. This leads us into our big third act set piece. Yeah. What did you think about the whaling stuff? The whaling stuff to me was kind of like because James Cameron is a big global like green Earth kind of guy. It yeah. felt a little little heavy-handed. It felt a little like, mm-hmm. look what they do to our whales and our oceans. And I'm like, well, it's not this sophisticated. It is bad. And we probably yeah. sh- and we need to stop it. But at the same time, like I don't need an extended series of like whaling trips to like convince me that whaling is a bad thing. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And that's what that segment was for me. It was him putting his own message, like his own heavy-handed message into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, where can I put the green message into? Because at the first one, it was burning the jungle, right? Right. The first one was about the rainforest. This one's about the oceans. And mm-hmm. then the next one, who knows, might be about the mountains. I don't know. He'll, he'll probably mm-hmm. find out how we're polluting mountains and be like, this is a, how a volcano, perhaps. A volcano. Yep. The volcano yeah. people. The way of fire. The way. That's probably what it is. Yep. Or the way of ice. You could the do way that of air. too. The way of air is still available. Um, the way of the sand. You could do the desert of Pandora mm-hmm. if you wanted to, if there is such a thing. Um, yeah, I think I think the next one will probably be like if I had to guess, it would be the way of fire, and there, there's probably some volcano somewhere, and then it probably will take the setting will probably be in a volcano, but also underneath it, like subterranean. Maybe like I could see like some subterranean avatar people that like because that'd be an interest. Those would be interesting characters to see how they like physiologically what they're like if they live like in in incredibly hot temperatures and like under the ground and stuff like that. That'd be yeah. really fun. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. Or, or let's go to the ice. Let's go to the frozen tundra of uh, of uh, Pandora and see the Avatar people covered in fur. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what James Cameron wants to do. There um, should be like they should go to the snow and there'd be like basically av- like Navi like polar bear people where they're just like big husky dudes covered in <laughs> hair like that would be amazing. But with the tail that they can still USB plug into care into creatures exactly exactly and they had they ride like these big like polar bear like type things that'd be really cool that would be actually. cool that would be a like good ma- group. like mammoth type things that'd yes be really that cool. would be fun I would li- I would like that that would be really cool. The um, way of ice or something. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. So when, so the whaling stuff. Yeah, I felt like it was a little on the nose. Um, it was sure. too on the nose. There wasn't any real subtlety to it. You know, it was just kind yes. of like, look at the horrors that exist in our ocean. And I was like, okay, not to like, <laughs> not that I don't yeah. care because I do, definitely do care. And like, whaling is a horrible practice that we should definitely stop. But at right. the same time, I'm like, I don't need to have this level of a heavy-handed message in my movies. Yes, you know. Oh, yeah. And if also, you're gonna it do a, it, do it yeah. with some flair. Do it with some subtlety. Yeah. Do it with some style. Don't just like sledgehammer drop it in into the middle of your film. <laughs> right. Uh, I also feel like there was. It, I it was a, the way the movie was laid out. Like there was, it was a little confusing to me because it was the way it made the way I read it was since the first movie, humans there was no human presence on Pandora. Right. They come back. At the beginning of this movie, a year before our story starts, and they basically establish we're here now and we're going to colonize Pandora. And then a year later is where our movie starts. And we ha- it was for me, the way I read it was the only so we're a year on, but the only human efforts are this like one base in Pandora. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this whaling <laughs> operation. And it felt to me like, well. That's like it felt a little disjointed to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it would have I I, would have been helpful for me as a viewer to like for someone to lay out after the year gap for someone to lay out exactly like what the humans are up to on Pandora. So we kind of get a feel for like their reach. The scope of what they're doing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because I had no idea how far they had like. It advanced or like stretched out into the world. It's the Was same, it just this one base? It's the you know same I mean? deal as them putting um, title cards on locations in the right. movie. Like Three <laughs> Brothers Rock. Like I'm supposed to know where that is. Oh, it's like, oh, Three Brothers Rock. Cool. Yeah. All right. Like I'm supposed to know where that is or care. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, yeah, they should have put Three Brothers Rock, you know, 10 miles outside of yeah, whatever give so a, to give us a frame of or reference even you know just what I mean? give a latitude and longitude underneath it so it's like i know you're trying to at least right. be like yes there's some scope because it feels like the whaling ship gets to the gets to the sea people fairly quickly <laughs> right for a hundred right, so for, were they, were for they an nearby? island chain of a hundred <laughs> islands they find yeah. them fairly soon Right. Um, yeah, no, totally. I I, uh, I totally was right there with you. I, I thought that that was a little bit. And it made the whaling stuff feel. It, I know it probably wasn't, but the way it was laid out, it made it feel like an afterthought. They're like, oh, we should be whaling in this. I um, think what happened is James Cameron walked in. He's like, how long is it? <laughs> it needs to be longer. Uh, I have yeah, an idea. So it's two hours? <laughs> yeah, I have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, what did you think about the 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 big third act action set piece? It was it's fine. The, 
Yeah. It was fine. No, I, no complaints. I mean, the, the okay. one thing I will say is when the whale came up and hit, I was like, oh, wow, the whale got its day. Yay. Because yeah. <laughs> it was just at that point, I kind of was just over the movie and was just yeah, like, okay. I like I was checking my watch at that point and being like, I would really like to be over. Like, mm-hmm. I will say this. I was so bored. Had I not had to watch this for the podcast, I probably would have just left. Mm. Not, really? that, not I because think I think the movie was that bad. But I yeah. was that bored, and I was checking my watch every gotcha. fifteen minutes because I was just like, "When is this going to be over?" Yeah, you know. Also, yeah. If also, if I'm if I'm nitpicking here, I think it's weird that the Navi like uh, J- Jake Sully in his counter in like his or his insurgency uh, operations. You mean Quaritch? The, no, no, no. Uh, Jake, oh, Sully, Jake Sully. When he's yeah. like when they're like taking down like the, the train, the, the convoy, and all that. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they've, 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 um, they've looted and integrated some of the tech with like their radios and they have like rifles, or at least Jake Sully has a rifle. Um, it's interesting that like they didn't appropriate any like armor or anything. Right. Any body like, armor. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird that that hadn't made it into like the, the Navi, uh, because the Navi. Because Jake Sully's a Marine. Yeah. He would have them fashion bulletproof armor out of like you For know sure. what I mean like that's For a sure. tactical advantage is body armor, especially when your <laughs> opponent's main weapon is bullets. <laughs> exactly, but they also say that they're they're in the first movie they say that their skeletons are sheathed in like carbon fiber and there's all this stuff. So maybe avatars are just naturally semi bulletproof. Okay, maybe. unless you get hit in the upper lung like that kid did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that makes some sense. Um, I I really like the the act the the set piece at the end. I felt like it was a good. It was there was enough violence in in a movie that has to be very palatable for all ages. I thought that there was a enough violence for it to feel like there were some stakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw enough people die in enough violent ways that like without it being like too like oh my god, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I will say this, the being trapped in the ship that's rolling over underwater filled me with so much anxiety. I was just like, I absolutely do not want to be here right now. That's like the, like that was probably the most horrific sequence in the movie because that like is my nightmare. Oh, being trapped trapped in a ship that's rolling over? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. While it sinks? To be trapped under something that's going to force you to drown in, in a few seconds is like the worst that's like the worst just thing this labyrinthian maze of passages like stuck underwater <laughs> yeah. and there's no air bubbles like yeah i was yeah. like absolutely not totally um i really i will say i really loved when the the cartoonishly evil wailing guy got his arm ripped off i yep, thought that, that was, one was good i thought we needed that that got a whole like, oh i see what that got a whole reaction from the theater everybody's like ooh, and i just went good and I will say this, I did not see him losing his arm coming. Like, I knew he was no. going to get his. Yeah. Like, obviously, they're setting him up to get his. Like, he's cartoonishly, like, he's ba- he's all but laughing at the whales. You yeah, know what I literally. mean? Like, he's like, you're so dumb. <laughs> yeah. And so I knew he was going to get his, but I did not see, I did not foresee the arm coming off. And I thought that was great because obviously the, the whale that uh, the kid befriends is yeah. missing a fin because yeah. of them. And so I was like, okay, movie. All right, James Cameron. Uh, you got me there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one I was like, oh, that, that was coming. good. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. Um, yeah, I thought that was great. Um, okay, so let's talk about projections into the future. What – so where do you think Corage goes from here? What arc do you think he's on? Because obviously they I, didn't kill him in this movie. Obviously they're, they're, they're doing something with that character. What do you think they're doing? 
I think they're trying to breed, put humanity into him, and I think what they're okay. trying to do is make him see that the way of the Avatar is like the way that the, everybody should live. Like, mm-hmm. part of me thinks he's going to have this big, like, 180 turn at the end of the third movie and be like, I'm one of you now. And I'm kind of like, I don't know if I like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. They're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think that <laughs> they're either going to go one of two ways. with Well, one of three ways. When the first two are kind of the same, but I think he's either going to like realize that the way of the Navi and which is the which is to say just respect everything, yeah. I think is, is 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 that's one way he'll and he'll maybe join them or whatever um, against some other foe. Uh, number two is kind of an offshoot of the same thing. He'll uh, basically come to this realization that their way of life is the way and then sacrifice himself mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Uh, or the third way he goes the opposite where like he realizes that like he's n- like he fully loses his humanity it, 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 like but in a non-helpful way like he basically is like I'm just going to go full Navi but I'm going to do it my way basically mm-hmm. and starts like his own clan of like <laughs> like Murderous crazy Navi who are just like yeah who are basically we have all the strengths of the humans but none of their weaknesses so they ha- still have all the like like yeah, what you guys have here on Pandora as Navi is great, but like, wouldn't it be great if like we got all of that? Like, yeah, what if we right. leveraged it for like just us? Maybe you know that's, what I mean? that's a, maybe that's the future evolution of humanity. In this, is that they try mm-hmm. to change into Avatar, and that's what Jake has to stop is shut down the cloning yeah. vats or whatever. I think so. I think I th- and if that I were writing this, that's where I'd go with it. I'd have Korich like basically is like, look, the way forward is not moving humanity to pandora it's to make humanity into navi and then we can come here and live on pandora and have earth too as navi and i think that and basically he's going to be like because jake sully is still very like the navi are very much against humans like in any shape or form like they're like look bro if you're from the sky like you this is not for you basically right um i think i think uh Korich is going to go the opposite. He's like, no, this is for us. Like, we're I'm going to work with the humans, and we're going to we're going to all become Navi. I think that's kind of the way they're going to go with it. That's the way I would go with it. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. The yeah. only other thing I was going to say is uh, script writing wise, the fact that they kept this felt the script felt very dated because they kept using the Navi kept using the terms bro and cuz. And that kept like just ripping me out of like the groove of the movie, and I was just like, oh my gosh, stop. Yeah, like well, invent they were definitely- a word, invent a Navi word, and then just have them use that, even when they're speaking English. Yeah, I think that was James Cameron channeling like, uh, well, these guys are water. They're like, they're like surfer, surfer guys. guys. They're like, they're like, yeah, they're like uh, Polynesian guys. You know, you, you know, know. you know those you, guys. Elbows you way too hard in the ribs. Yeah, you know those guys that surf and have the tattoos. Those guys. Those guys. I don't talk to them, but they're they're there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I've never spoken to one outside of my Hawaiian resort that I go to, but, you know, they're there. (laughs) That's where you are. You're there. (laughs) Hey, do I know you? Um, But, yeah. uh, But, yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, you have any other thoughts about Avatar's Wave Water? No. Okay. It was, it's one of those, like I said, I don't think it'll go down in any sort of collection as, like, the greatest movie of all time. Nor do I think it would go into, like, a collection for, like, recommended movies. Like, I'm not going to recommend this movie that people go out and see it. In fact, I'm basically going to tell people just wait for it to be released 
on yeah. stuff. Then you can pause it when you need to go pee and get a snack in the middle <laughs> and all the stuff because it's three and a half hours of like plotting narrative. Do you um, – let me ask you this. Are you interested to see what they do in the next movie? Not really. No? Okay. Not really. I kind of think that – I kind of think that had they made – had they made the technological advances that they needed to quickly enough, I feel like this movie mm-hmm. should have come out like this year. This movie is a couple years too late, I feel like. Mm. And not technologically speaking. I'm just saying the way the screenplay was written and stuff, it feels like it was written back in like 2008, 2010, and then they didn't really modify it at all. And they kind of just were like, we're just going to make this movie for the next 13 years. And I just, I don't know. It didn't really like do it for me. I'll. <laughs> If we're still doing the podcast, which we probably will be by the time Avatar 3 comes out, (laughs) I will still go see it, you know? Like, I'll go see it, but I'm not interested in it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm mostly going to see it just to kind of wrap up and be like, okay, that's done. And now I don't have to deal with that anymore. And I can move on with whatever else I want to watch. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm interested. How about you? Are you interested in seeing where they go with it? I I am interested to see what they do with the story. Um, uh, I'm interested to see like what developments the story makes because uh, I think they opened up the opportunity for some interesting things. I'm interested to see what they do with the cloning now that they mm-hmm. can just do that um, and put, just put people in Navi bodies. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do with that because um, I, I think where this might be going with Korg is maybe he makes uh, his own son. Like maybe he makes a, a, sp- a version of Spider that is in a Navi body. Uh, I think that would be very interesting to go. see how Spider would react to that. Spider versus um, Spider. Buy yep. human spider, also, you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I also think they could do an evil Jake Sully if they wanted to. Now that we have this technology, Ooh, there's a lot a that they could do. Yes, <laughs> yes, he does, and he's red. Um, <laughs> he's red. <laughs> uh, I love it. They could, yeah, Who they is could it? do. It's yeah. evil Jake Sully. My God. Yeah, I yeah, I could see totally like Cord starting a clan of of bastard oh, yeah. avatars oh, and yeah. stuff like that. But we'll see. Yeah. I'm interested. Um, not necessarily excited, but I am interested to see, see and what that's, they do. Uh, yeah. I, I, the excitement for me is not there. Yeah. I'm mostly mm-hmm. just curious to see what they do. You know what I mean? Because they're going to do it right. no matter what. So it's like, eh, may as well pay attention to it. <laughs> they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, us talking about this here is not going to make them stop making these movies. Like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, okay, well... That's all I have on Avatar yeah. The Way of Water. I'm tapped out. All right. All right. Uh, people can find you online. You can find me online. All right. You can find me at Asan the DJ on social media. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular. Um, Derek, thanks again for joining me this week. And we will see y'all not next week, but next year. We'll see y'all in the new year. And uh, thanks so much for listening to the show. And uh, 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 from our family here to yours, happy holidays. Happy holidays, we'll everybody. We'll see you next year. 